Hi, Florence. Uh, okay, so this is a very interesting episode, guys. Um, this is actually the first time we're actually even talking together. Yeah, what the heck? First impression. Um, <laughs> I like how you always use like exclamation mark at the end of the sentence. Me? Oh. It's like, wow, this intern, mm, very, <laughs> very, very <extra>. on the ball. <laughs> Everything. Uh, exclamation mark, everything. Yeah. Okay, hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to 20 Minute Tea with Probably Asher. On 20 Minute Tea, we talk about big brain stuff over 20 minutes uh, because we don't even say 20 minutes anymore. Uh, we talk about it under the topics of adulting, which is from transition from teenhood to adult and designing. Today, I have with me Florence. Hello, Florence. Hello. Yeah, so uh, she's a bit tired now because we've been recording for like an hour plus, two hours. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's obviously going to be cut out and, and, and shortened a little bit more, but uh, today we have Florence on. Um, we'll get to know a little bit more about her later, but uh, basically in short, we are... I know her through Farm, which is um, the place that I'm interning at. Uh, she was very, very kind to come in and join me with this little interesting session. We are doing something very different uh, today uh, on 20 Minute Tea. Uh, we're doing a more design breakdown kind of uh, of uh, show. Yeah, so you get to see us. Um, today I present one work, which is um, Currents, and after that, uh, Florence, you presented uh, what? Keeping Basher Alive. Okay, okay, my, my interpretation of what Basher, uh, um, the keeping, keeping Basher Alive is, is a new um, program that is um, embodied through a few, um, uh, as a new uh, the application, new program, and a new, a new set of visuals to also encourage the community to uh, continue reading books, right? And the whole uh, design community in terms of that sense. So yeah. Um, and then for my part, I talk about my own um, final year, pro- uh, not my final year project, but my, my year to end of year um, project, which is um, looking at the Singapore Slice and what we what the Singapore Slice was about. Um, we learned very interesting things. What, how, would you, how would you summarize today's um, conversation, um, Florence? Um, I think it's an interesting exchange um, between like, the different types of design. Mm. And to be able to see from different perspectives and how perhaps like in the future we could like have more like integration in different aspects of um, design from like graphic to like spatial design. Right. Right. Um, for me, my takeaway was that, um, like I said at the end, it's more about we're looking at um, different types of dimensions of how we also can create community and how we can revitalize or reinstill certain um, energy into space. Uh, and to yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I think we looked at kinetic energy. Uh, for mine, was the kinetic energy was um, uh, bringing from the context of the history, and then after that, for Florence, we're also looking at kinetic energy of exchanging of books and how that also can increase the circulation and um, energize the community. So yeah, that's all. That's what we talk about in today's session. Uh, stay tuned, and let's get into the episode. Hey, what is it guys? Welcome back to 20 Minute Tea. Uh, today I'm joined with Florence. Hello, Florence. Hi. Hi, Florence. Uh, okay, so this is a very interesting episode, guys. Um, this is actually the first time we're actually even talking together. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah. Okay, so um, we're going to be experimenting with a new format um, for 20 Minute Tea. This is going to be very interesting. Wait. We're going to be talking... 
with. Yeah. I think they don't know where we met and how we met. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Before we get into that, um, uh, hi. Uh, okay. How how okay, Florence. How do we even know each other? How about you? You you that you you tell them. Okay, okay. So the way we I I know uh, Florence is uh through farm, which is the place where I'm interning at. So uh basically there was this time uh where I had this little project uh working on this special project, and then after that I didn't know how to do something, and I, I just asked on the main group, how do I do this? And after that she uh, DM me and said, oh maybe you can try this, and then after that oh okay thanks I tried it, and then yeah that, that's how we started chatting, and after that uh. And I just share with her my Instagram, and then from then on, we just kept like replying to each other's DMs and stuff like that. Um, I think it's a very interesting episode because, um, yeah, we've this is you're you're seeing our first interaction together, um, like face to face. Um, and we're going to be talking about design. Um, this is yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but but Florence, uh, how how what 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 uh, what was your what was your like first impression of of me or something like that? How how did it go down on your end? Because my end, I was like looking for help. First impression. Um, <laughs> I like how you always use like exclamation mark at the end of the sentence. Me? Oh. <laughs> It's like wow, this intern mm, very <laughs> very very <extra>. on the ball. <laughs> everything. Uh, exclamation mark everything. Uh, yeah, right. it's good. It's good. I don't know. I I hope I didn't come across like um very um uh, desperate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you came across like very enthusiastic. Very enthusiastic. Yeah. I don't know whether that should be the mental uh, uh, portrayal, but um it is what it is. Okay, so um yeah, maybe maybe uh Florence, maybe like you give yourself like give a little bit of an introduction to who you are. Like what are like some little things you know, like just to get to know you just real quick? How how would you like uh, introduce yourself? Okay, so I actually graduated from Damascus um, Poly. I took visual communication. I am the last batch of VSE uh, before it became communication design (VP). So right after that, I actually um, took a gap year. So I actually didn't further study, and then I went to work. Um, For like a year or so, then after that, I actually took up UI UX, which is also yeah, it's a it's a skill future um, course, um, also in PP, and then um, in that course you actually have to um, work and study at the same time. Yeah, so I actually work at um, this company. It's actually a local company called No Memo, and they do like really. Fantastic and nice leather products. Yeah, so that's kind of like where I came from. Now I'm at Farm, and that's how I met you. <laughs> right. Well, maybe maybe like a quick introduction to what Farm is. Like, how would you describe Farm? Wow. <laughs> now, now you're representing the company. <laughs> okay, um, but wait, okay, your 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 side. Okay, I mean, what what do you do at Farm? What do you do at Farm? What do I do at Farm? Okay. Um, I'm doing branding at Farm. I think I think farm is a uh, farm. As you can see, farm is a very interesting place because um, that they are like very, from my impression, uh, or like they um, farm is the way I would describe it. It's like it's a multidisciplinary um, design firm where they have like um, architecture, interior, yeah. um, branding, wayfinding, all of the things, all in house. Yes. Uh, what What is the thing that you really love about farm? I think I really like the concept of like how um, they have like interior architecture and. Like a graphic team together, so like what you say, like they are all like in house, 
So you can actually see like real life collaboration going on. Okay, um, the project that I'm working on right now, I don't really get to collaborate much in terms of like with the interior or RP. But from the projects that I've seen in like their website, I can see like um, there are like a few projects like where you can see like how when they do hotel, there you see like wayfinding and brandings, where you see like how they how like from the branding aspect like the visual aspect and how like the archi aspect and the interior aspect they are all like coming together to like come up with this whole whole branding and like whole system yeah. Uh, watch the previous episodes. How many? How many episodes have you watched? Also, <laughs> well, um, actually, I'm taking it very slow. But I think I've watched right. like the late your season two. Uh huh. Which is yeah. So no, actually, the thing is how I found out about uh, how I found out that you did podcast was because you shared me your your Instagram. Then I was like, what? Like this this millennia kid like sharing with me like Instagram account <laughs> to like. I don't know, make friends like okay, fine. So I like accepted <laughs> it. Then I was like, oh okay. So this guy like he does like podcast. That's quite cool. Then yeah, yeah. yeah, I went to like listen to it, and yeah, I thought it was quite inspiring. Huh? So, wow. yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just stories from my family, and yeah. I don't know. I think my my takeaway like there's something that we share with people is that like um I mean it's my it's more about my 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 family lah. So the thing is um like when when we all choose to do like um or like to 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 follow like for, at least for us um like follow the Bible and and follow our convictions and stuff like that. Um, that's why we also start to find ourselves becoming more unique, and then that's kind of why things become looks more interesting. But for us, it's actually just very normal lah. Yeah. So um something new um that I want to introduce for this special episode of Twenty Minute Tea is uh episode seven is that we're going to be talking more about design and we're going to do a little bit of a design breakdown. I'm not really sure how it's going to turn out, but I'm calling it a breakdown episode. Okay. okay. Yes. So um the way we're going to do it is that um I'm going to share one project um that I've I've I'm very interested in um. Uh, maybe in future episodes, maybe I won't share at all. But um, it'll be um, me, um, one person sharing their, 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 their doing a design presentation, and then after that we'll have an open discussion. Then after we just talk about the project, look at um, um, new possibilities or interesting thoughts that could have been developed, or or what were some things that were very fascinating. It's a very very constructive kind of um, uh, critique kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. I think it'll be interesting to be like do a design critique and to um it's like 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 okay for you you come from um, ux and then for me i'm doing special design and it's very interesting how can those two um uh, specific disciplines um also um uh, leverage or um how to say um uh, collaborate with each other in terms of mindset and how are there similarities in that sense after we do, uh, have an open discussion then after that i'll hand over to florence to do a design presentation um, and after that, uh, she'll share our project, and after that, we have open discussion, and then uh, um, in the final part, we'll have a conclusion, and after that, and then yeah, then we call it quits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah. So at this point of time, I think uh, to to start off and to show like kind of an example of like how uh, um, I kind of envision it going, um, I will be doing the first um, design presentation, and right now I'm gonna share my screen. Ooh. Stress. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, can you see? Yes. Okay, so ready, here we go. Um, nice. it's kind of it's kind of uh 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 
all over the place, but I'm gonna share a, a studio project that I did um, in, um, when was that? <sighs> the, um, the end of year two, okay? So this is my year two project, um, something that we have done. So um, basically to give a little bit of context um, for, for me, um, this uh, studio project, the studio project for us, we do like, uh, it's like over a few months and stuff like that. Um, it's a series of exercises and all different tasks. That's why you can see many, many like um, renditions and stuff like that. So each little um, project um, also does build up to the final work. So um, something that is very interesting about spatial design is that we are looking at, uh, um, in this process, we try to uncover a unique context. So um, quick run, run through of like what our process was. Um, first off, um, we were given, uh, we were given, uh, we were given uh, uh, a slice. So we were given this map of Singapore and then after the assessment section of Singapore, we were given, um, I think about, uh, if I'm not wrong, one, uh, two kilometer long uh, line that was drawn across the map. Everybody in the studio was given a unique map uh, with a unique line drawn on it. So along that line, what we were supposed to do is we were supposed to walk across that line uh, um, going uh, through all of the buildings and then after that, even through the trees, going up the hill and all the stuff. This is actually um, Fort Canning Hill. So we started over here. For me, my, my line started at Peranakan Museum and then walked all the way to um, the... Um, across Club Key, which was some somewhere. Um, I think there was a design school over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we were given this line. Everybody was supposed to go on that line. And then after that, we were supposed to draw out this sectional drawing. So, and after that, we were supposed to mark all the landmarks and then stuff like that. Um, not, are we, uh, we're not only supposed to draw what's uh, on top where we can see, we're also supposed to draw underneath. So things like car parks and stuff like that, we were supposed to try to understand and break down. So this is my first sketch, initial, initial sketch of that line. Um, it was a very, very interesting line because every single line is different and, and throughout this whole space, throughout this whole urban context, there are many, many different stories that can be, that can be found. Uh, we'll get a little bit more into that. Um, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to deconstruct um, the urban environment. Um, normally, when we talk about um, urban spaces, we always see buildings, right? Buildings. Um, we we there is a certain a certain type of way that you're supposed to move um, through the space. Like for example, a road. A road is, is telling you go straight down here, turn down here, and after that, the the wall it says you can't go through here. You are supposed to walk around and then after that, interact with the space that way. There is a certain design, but whereas this line is going against the signs, um, the, against the line that, that you're supposed to walk there, we are supposed to walk through the building. Instead of walking around, we walk through it, uh, and then after that, try to um, kind of um, um, go against the sign, the signs that, that say you're supposed to move this way. So in that sense, my lecturer was saying, you are trying to design the space, to, to go against it, to de is to go against and that kind of mentality. So um, by experiencing the space in a different way, uh, we uncovered um, new kinds of um, interpretations of that um, context. So yeah, that was the first um, iteration and that was the first like um, base um, kind of exploration. So what we did next is we... Um, we... Oh... Hmm... Okay, here it is, here it is. Okay, so what we did also in, in the next few iterations is that we did a lot of photographs, try to like capture um, over the line uh, what were all the different like spaces of interest and stuff like that. So here are some like of my images that I got from my slice. Okay, so I like have like go through Club Key and stuff like that. And yeah, ending up at this spot. So um, 
And then after that, as I think one, one thing is about very interesting about going through the slice and walking through the space is that you also develop a certain attitude towards the, 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 the urban uh, environment. Uh, one thing that I did experience was that, uh, or one thing I did challenge myself to do was to um, go as fast as I could. So I, I did a few rounds, like I think about two rounds. Um, and ever in the second round, when I went down to the side, I tried to go as fast as I could and I like kind of raced my way through the first round, going in one direction and ever going back, I walked very slow. So um, I'll talk about a little bit more, a bit more but um, basically what it, it, it did to me was that... Um, Wait, so this is like a research like for you to like see how that line can... Um, um, it's um, it's trying to experience that line, and after that, trying to understand it from a different perspective right. by going right. against the the signs, which is like the roads, the paths against right. the walls and stuff like that. So by going in this unique um path and experience, um, as you can see, we have like a hill kind of experience over here, right? So I kind of developed a little bit of an attitude towards it, and later on, I will also be um, talking a little bit more about what I felt. Um, but just to go a little bit more following along the, the whole story of the project um, what we did next is we did like um, we did uh, the whole um, thing on a huge 4 meter long um, we did a, the, the sectional drawing on a huge 4 meter long kind of line um, paper um, along the, the things that's where we put the pictures and after we also did some research like supplementary research into like the context of the space Alright. So yeah. Um, is this like, like, like a very big piece of paper? Yes, it's very big. Um, here's an image of what it looks like. So yeah, this is like oh. yeah, that's my studio. So it's Do really, everybody. really long. Yeah. So this is like everybody's Yeah, everybody has one. So we like stuck it all over the place and stuff like that. I see. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very long. Yeah. <laughs> depression, depression. <laughs> yeah so um yeah and 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 i've kind of i kind of like developed a certain mood and tone or attitude towards this the, the drawing um as i was like spending a lot of time on it um what we did afterwards was that we were supposed to express um the space um through a, a model so we we built the model we built a model to express the whole thing and what you see what you're actually looking at over here is hair human hair yeah so um, uh, many different other people use different kinds of media to express their own um, things okay one one thing I forgot to mention was that we are supposed to give our slice or like the, the city a name so my city yeah so um, due to your experience and due to your um, attitude that you develop towards the space you come up with a name for your slice my name or for the slice was called a city of uh, brutal uh, I forgot already something like something like it was like something that was disgusting la. yeah so um, one of the things that I, I developed uh, for my, as an attitude was that uh, when I was walking through the hill I got I developed a certain type of like frustration and certain type of um, uh, angst I think throughout this, uh, throughout this period of time, I was also a little bit like frustrated with uh, my whole experience, and I had this very, very um, 
negative attitude and I also started to also bleed into the work. So in a sense, that's why I also developed, I started to see um, the spaces in a more negative light. Uh, when we looked at like the, when we looked at the forested areas, I not, I didn't see the forest as a forest or like the park as a park, but I saw it as a plastic kind of um, representation of um, the city um, in the sense that um, it is unnatural um, uh, it is not something that naturally occurs but is uh, very plastic in the sense that it was predetermined and preconceived and then after that it was arranged in a certain way to create a certain experience so that's why I, I said it was very fl- plastic um, another thing was that um, club key um, one thing that I saw was that or I felt towards the space was that it was um, oh oh I can I can show that picture a uh, part of my comments uh, in in the the thing was that I said it was um, original architecture has been gutted out and a new space has been shoved into the colonial corpse, a form of historical rape for monetary gain. Uh, offensive, uh, offensive perspective. Um, <laughs> okay, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit, it's a bit jarring. But the, but the, the whole thing that I was actually looking at is was that um, this space used to be a warehouse for um, goods that came out from the the harbor and after that was stored in this space. So from a space of of work, it is now um, in my perspective at the time, it became like um, now the space is becoming. Um, going against the will or against the original intent of the space so that's why I said it was being gutted out and being uh, in a form of architectural rape so mm-hmm. as you can see the and other iterations of like let's say my idea of like it's very very jarring uh, was also expressed throughout my comments through the thing like um, for example over here is like Parasite yes. Um, another one over here was Haunted Hills and stuff like that. So I, I don't really... It was a it was a hit space that I was kind of like interested in at that period of time. I don't know why, but right. yeah. Oh, but oh. Why were you in... Why were you in such like um, negative thoughts while you were in the Like, what was the angst all about? There was, there was a lot of um, frustration. I don't know why, but um, probably due to my workload or due to like just the attitude that I was developing and it was not a really healthy headspace that I was keeping um, at the point of time I was really working very hard and I, I didn't have the, my family base behind me a lot because I was like staying at school a lot so I kind of felt uh, a little bit more alone I guess that's kind of how it also bled into the work um, you mentioned like why do you use like hair as like the main use yeah so, so I'm kind of building up to that um, which is okay. like I, I kind of had like this um, disgusted or this very very uh, aggressive tone towards the thing towards the piece so uh, towards the space so and, and that's kind of why I, I titled it I think if I'm not wrong a city of um, uh, I forgot why it was already <laughs> but it was something very not so nice lah. Um, and then after that and, and yeah so with the idea of the hair I think what I was looking at was that I wanted to portray or like um, because when when we look at hair itself it, it is it's, it, this hair, hair hair on your hair is on your head hair is on your body right and it doesn't feel disgusting but when you see it off the human body it kind of whose hair is this is this like your um, hair so, yeah I actually went to North Point and after that I, I went to the barber it's like I have this very odd request um, can I have like a bag of hair and yeah I have like brown black hair and then I have light brown hair and stuff like that and there are many types of hair inside the way that I made it yeah the way that I made it is you can see a bit over here um, um, yeah that's me playing with the hair and I 
I have this um, w, uh, bare hands. Yeah, like the spray, the the glue spray, mm-hmm. and after that, I I there are many different ways of using. I wanted to experiment with using a different media to really um, how to say um. Because hair is like is one dimensional, right? But when you actually um, net it and also um, you're able to also uh, uh, introduce a new form. Uh, one thing that's very interesting that you're looking at here is that when you combine two medias or two mediums together, um, this composite is able to generate um, new types of forms with the glue and with the the structural hair. And then that's how you I, I created many like um, different um, yeah ideas or different forms from the hair and 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 it's kind of like a kind of a cladding that i wanted to do to also like um illustrate different ideas along the slice so, so yeah. how many bags of hair do you actually get like, uh if i'm not wrong i think for this one i used like five locks so there was like five mm-hmm. women like that that i uh, went to the barber and then after that walked off and after that, um got their hair passed to this stranger and after that he started like Spring glue into it to make a model. <laughs> Did you have to pay for it? Or like- no, no. They he she just gave it to me. Yeah, it's really odd. Yeah, and I and I thought it was very funny, but yeah. So, um, I can't really remember what I was really looking at because this was like quite a few months ago. But yeah, this was the expression. Um, a very very disgusting re- representation of what I felt through um the whole experience. We now move on to uh some of the later stages of the, the project where we came up with a proposal. So this was along a certain part of the slice which was at, um, I, I specifically, we, we were instructed to choose a certain spot within the, the, the slice to also develop an intervention. Whew, okay, let me try to see whether I can remember what I'm looking at. Okay, so I'm going to present from my P-Bot. Okay. This is my P-Bot and I named it Trauma. Um, okay, let me see. A clock What's key. a P-Bot? P-Bot is presentation board. Keyboard's presentation board. This was like okay. A0, uh, A1, A1. So the site is Clark Key Alley in the shop house. The target users are Singaporeans on leisure. The material is precast industrial concrete. The program is, is, it is a non-consensual intervention that traumatizes the space, reframing and perverting. Oh yeah, disgusting perversions was the name of the city. Yeah, um, perverting the user's perception of Singapore's progress, motivating the authorities to rebuild the entire complex. So the intention for this was like, it was, I think what I was looking at, I was trying to create a, 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 a brutalist um, pavilion to also traumatize the space, to destroy the space. And then the way it's built along this corridor was that it was supposed to be built in to also like traumatize the space. A minimalistic hard coal material is chosen for a stark contrast when driven through the detailed tourist site. So it's like vandalism through form. Normally people, when they vandalize the space, then after that, the, the, the walls have to be repainted over. So I was looking at trying to vandalize the space through a, a physical form. So my approach was that, um, as, oh, this is a detailed breakdown of what I was looking at. My approach was as I traveled through the Singapore slice, I developed a rather aggressive attitude toward the urban space. My synthesis was that the original architecture of Clark Key has been gutted out and replaced uh, with a new, uh, through... A new space has been shoved into this colonial corpse. The intent is to seek to reveal this violation of culture of the users through the space to shift their perception of the space from that of dem- uh, democratic uh, progress to that of authoritarian of an authoritarian regime, where like the whole space was just totally transformed against the will. Um, the brutal intervention, the L concrete beams appear to have been shoved into the parent architecture, destroying it. 
So, uh, architectural rape, a non-consensual act of perform upon the body of the space. The construction is that apparent architecture is destroyed in the process of installing the structure and the rubble of the building is left on the site. So, the three types of spaces that I, I explore or like that I create is number one, the passage, a constructing transitional space created via obstructing walls, high overhanging forms crush the viewer in, in their perception of the space. Number two is the staircase inspired by the sweeping forms of the hair perversion model. Um, I was looking at a specific at a specific section of the model uh, where they had this swirling feature. Um, the structure creates a clockwise movement that reframes the user's perfect perception of the, of the space, replacing them within the space. So as they go in this clockwise motion um, upwards, then after that, they, they feel different or like their, their perception is like... Their, their process of kind of moving in a circle um, you kind of feel like you're going into a different space. Number three um, is the viewing decks. So the first deck opens to the perception, uh, perspective of Clarke Alley. The second deck opens to the perspective of the downtown core, collaging the two images in the of the landscape into the viewer's mind. So the unsafe deck exposes exposed to the hot sun um, to really feel the, to cause the viewers to feel something more aggressive and to appreciate the site a bit more for its original um, or to, to actually uncover the reality of that space. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you can see, it was kind of negative, but actually throughout this period of time, between this date and this date, which is the 6th and the 22nd um, of these submissions, um, I actually changed in my mindset. So between these two spots, right, um, I actually went on, um, I went on a, a, a trip with my family to Macau. Um, and throughout that trip, I kind of like, I, I was questioning myself, I was asking myself, why am I so uh, aggressive? And then, and then after that, when I came back, I kind of had a little bit of a revelation. Also, it's also because like I also went through a certain um, experience with my family, and then after that. Um, wait. So wait a minute. So how long is this project? Um, it was uh, I think across like um, November all the way to January, so about three months. Yeah. So um, in this three months, there was like a mini break, like a school break or something. Yes, yeah, there was a holiday in between. And then after that, I was very frustrated and, and stuff like that. And my emotions were like in flux and stuff like that. Um, but then after that, after going through this trip and really experiencing a different space, um, I kind of reframed my mind and also my attitude towards um, design also kind of shifted. Um, and as you can see, um, it will, you will see in the next um, iteration of the project. So this is... Um, um, we, we did a revision of the project and then we had to change our intervention. So the thing about information is this, something that I learned from this studio project is that um, um, the context can inform uh, you of like of something. It gives you information is, um, there has no gender to it. Um, it is neutral. So it can be interpreted in, it can be interpreted, interpreted in a positive sense. Uh, a negative sense that it that that the that the space is being um, violated, but it also can be seen seen in the sense that um, there's a new opportunity. Um, that yeah, I forgot where my thread my trend of thoughts were at a period of time. But um, something that I, I did change uh, was I shift my focus of what the possibility of the space could be. So let me present this final final production of the project, which I call the currents. Okay, so we, we see the currents. So, um, a modern Singaporean workspace reviving the industrious spirit of the Singapore River. So, one thing that was seen at that site was that 
Um, so one one thing one thing that can be done towards the site was that it can be continued to be violated, which was the previous one, which was to continue to traumatize it. Or the second option was to heal it. Right. So there's a positive and a negative kind of response. So and, and then after that, in the next response, um, I developed a more positive mindset, and this also influenced the work in the sense that now I'm not looking at trying to violate the space, but I'm trying to heal the space because there has been a certain tear or there's a specific um, uh, uh, a separation from the origin of the original intent or original um, meaning of the space interpretation of space so what I what I sought to do in this iteration of the project or through this intervention was to heal the site architecture uh, as it has been architecturally raped and forced against her will so in the process um, a modern Singaporean workspace the proposal was this, a modern Singaporean workspace reviving the industrial spirit of the Singapore River where the master program was the healing rings of activity that connect a community of hard workers and then a certain some of the slave concepts that I apply was open work decks, personal vessels of trade and creation, uh, show and tell, which is a, is a concept that is played throughout the space, and a connectivity, a work-life balance. So connecting the workspaces with the leisure spaces. So down here is the office building and down here is um, the leisure spaces of Clark Key. So where this intervention kind of... Um, uh, 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 threats the two... Um, uh, programs together one of work and one of leisure so the site is the Singapore River between Clark Key and the central Clark Key complex and the target users are young entrepreneurs uh, freelancers and startups so now you can see a little bit more of that so as you can see it's a little bit more skeletal um, it's a bit um, it doesn't there isn't a lot of detail because like it was rushed within like a week and stuff like that but I think it's a very interesting project because what we're looking at is creating a certain specific response so my process was that the present architecture is being economically raped so where the users activities are focused on pleasing the self and feeding their own lusts so the origin uh, that I seek to also bring out is that to bring back the work culture of colonial Singapore where the site is healed as it returns her to her roots and the activities within the space is being based upon giving and building together with the users like in the past so from um, the activities from taking to giving from individualism to community in the present is, uh, is about oneself enjoy themselves and then right now I want to bring it back to giving so the response towards this gap was that a healing intervention, the currents, is an open collaborative workspace which facilitates entrepreneurial activities where freelancers and startups can build and perform their trade. So a work-life balance, um, the architecture is tethered to the spaces of leisure and also close to the nature, so Fort Canning Hill. So uh, trying to quickly wrap up, uh, whew, uh, connecting rings... Uh, it's like a series of like moving spaces and after that uh, personal vessels where like individual module um, kind of workspaces where people can also view the outside space and also uh, enjoy a more like integrated experience universal waters this kind of like netted feature where it's like a playground kind of feature where it connects the activities from the river into the into the space so the, the kinetic energy is brought in then number three and number four is open decks so within this open decks um, we see a, a large open air space for performances and play and for people to interact together and also against the, um, the historical backdrop, backdrop of Singapore so the way I come, came up with this structure was that um, I did certain um, site mappings 
So um, these are like the destinations of pleasure and work. So pleasure and then this is work. Um, together with the human traffic of like this this space, um, there's the rate you can see where there's higher levels of activity. I combine those together to create this transitional spaces. So I want to incre- um, connect the spaces um, uh, to the specific points of traffic. Um, high tension spaces where I found there was a lot of noise and a lot of um, sound and stuff like that um, connected together with um, added together with the open free spaces uh, that's where I situate the workspaces to be at the specific spot where there's less noise uh, where and, and a greater view lastly we have the vehicular flow which is the boats and then the, tr- the cars and then the airflow which is the way that the air moves within the space I combine those together to create those kinetic spaces and then these three um, the transitional spaces the workspaces and the kinetic spaces I layer them together uh, the collage of the three synthesized spaces I overlap them together and then after that I draw guidelines from the surrounding architecture so like for example this is the the, the river I protrude one line and I use them as guidelines, guidelines and then I conform the the lines to the I combine the the architecture to the to the lines or the guidelines and then this is the final layout and that and then I create those three kind of like layers to also create a certain um, uh, interconnected uh, program so yeah this is the this is the proposal um, instead of um, raping the space um, I proposed something that was of a healing nature to also revive that which was lost and returning the space to its origin uh, origin of more of work and of um, of giving an, a, a, a space for more for community so yeah that was that's my project the currents so after like um, after like um, three months of this one it, it transitioned from uh, a line on a slice a line on a map and then it transition all the way to um, a proposal of uh, a certain degree of interest so yeah that's my project oh my goodness I didn't know I would take so long how long do you think I took? Uh, I don't know 15 minutes 10 minutes 10 minutes 10 minutes proposal. I think 10 minutes yeah so yeah that's that was my that was my last project for uh uh, school I think you're kind of hanging yes. right now so wait you're in year 3 right now right? yes I'm currently in year 3 so that was a year 2 project and like final SEM or something yes um, that was SEM uh, 4 if I'm not wrong yeah that was yeah, the last project for year 2 studio project I really like that one yeah, can you just... yeah why do you like it so much why do I like it so much oof I kind of think it's very interesting because I'm trying to deconstruct the space um, and try to read between the lines to undercover the the underlying context and to elevate it um, and then create a certain program for the people to... I don't know, I just like thinking a lot. <laughs> I, I just think I like thinking a lot. Yeah. Like, what, what was the underlying context for you? The underlying context for me for that project? Hmm. I think it was, as you can see, my, my emotions did play a big part of like the interpretation of the space. So I see it to be that the site or the urban context also um, uh, shaped me and my attitude, and through the attitude, it also did bleed back into the work itself. So I take it as a uh, 
a personal journey or discovery for myself. One thing my lecturer did say was that um, uh, it might be telling of my 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 deeper human uh, nature, which is that of I don't know something more uh, uh, disgusting. <laughs> Haha. <laughs> mm, okay. But 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 then but then also there's also a certain like narrative that 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 also does transition back into something more positive as my own emotions began to heal and where I started to become more grounded together with my family, and then that's when it also did take a positive trend. So, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the influences where be it the physical space or we be it the the social context, um, I felt there was a certain journey for me. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm quite curious. Like, why do you call it like, like what? What was the name of the project? Brut- brut- like, uh, the, the, the it was uh, the first. The name of the city was called Brutal Perversions, the city of brutal right, perversions. Okay, so like, like, what were you even thinking? Like, who was living like in that world? Like, what was going on? Like, what's happening then? Okay, okay. This, this, this kind of um, very, very uh, raw. Um, perception right came from uh, this text um, that I wrote from uh, Ram Kuhar Ram Kuhar is a Ram Kuhar is a very very prolific um, writer uh, he's an architectural writer and he also is an architect um, he runs if I'm not wrong uh, I forgot I forgot that that, that that company already but but his studio is a very like is, is, he's a really really big architect uh, and he did this he did this um, book um and, he, and it was titled um, Small, Medium, Large, Extra Large So SML, XL And in one of his And in one of his It's a really, really, really thick book And, and the, our lecturers got us to read it um, And he gave And they gave us a, a certain excerpt From his um, commentary of Singapore um, And he had this very, very interesting uh, Perception of like Our current reality For example He, 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 he talked about um, How um, HDBs HDBs are, we, are, are the spaces that we live in. We kind of live in walls. We kind of live in these kinds of uh, prefabricated kind of um, uh, structures, um, walls, if you can say. And and he and his own interpretation of that of that was that of a little bit more raw kind of interpretation, which he, and he said that. Um, that HDBs are the, if I'm not wrong, if, I, if I'm quoting correctly, are the biggest manifesto of the Singaporean government propaganda. In the sense that no matter where you look, no matter where you look, the success of the Singaporean government um, um, with the buildings are testament to the success of the governmental political ruling. So no matter what you say, you you can never say that um, the PAP is bad or anything because you just look around. The, the government has provided houses for so many million people. It's a physical testament to their their might, to their dominance over the country. That that's one way of seeing it, right? And and, and to me, that that whole interpretation or that whole new perspective of the present reality uh, did also influence me to also try to also dig deeper. What is the intent? What's the motive between uh, of of the space and how can this also have a unique message towards me uh, yeah so I think that's kind of that was kind of like the original thing that led me on this very negative kind of perception but also that it does have a positive uh, a response because through this negative um, way of seeing the place I was able to be more keen or more aware to see the gaps and through the gaps I have a certain response 
to the the problems that I saw or uncovered to my process. So the so the gap was like the period of time where you went overseas. No, no, no. The the gap it was that period of healing for myself, for or on an emotional level, or maybe of a like a person or as a vessel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the gap. So, so to, in your response to your question of like, what was the gap for me? I feel like the gap was, um, was, like, like I said lah, like, like the the origin of the space or like the original meaning or definition of that space for for um uh, has been um defiled or or has been taken away from is decontextualized and now it is performing a function or a program that is not um. Uh, in cohesion with the will or intent of the structures or the architecture and that's why I saw it was being uh, violated mm, okay. so that was so the I, gap so I, I wanted to bring it back to a new right. intervention yeah and that was the healing yes the currents yes the currents and how, how high is the the whole structure I mean it looks kind of dangerous to me when I look yeah, at it yeah it's so it's so open and yeah. yeah 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 so so that's a that's a fun that's a fun part for uh, that's the fun part of my studio or at least my studio lecturers they allow us to be a bit more like unrealistic but yeah it is it's really really fun it's very fun uh yeah some of my other friends also had really really odd structures they had like some of some uh, uh, uh things that were dangling out of buildings one even like broke through a building to also introduce a new view and i thought that was very interesting yeah Interesting studio, it's a very interesting studio. I really loved it a lot. Yeah, but I think it was due to a lot of the lecturers. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, do you have any? Do you have any points of like uh, critique? Or how can, how do you think I can improve it? Improves. Yeah, I, or like you I saw don't... a certain gap. Mm, to be honest, when I first. Okay, so I, when I first saw this thing, I, I kind of have like this UI UX perspective that I saw going on in this like whole space thing where like this whole line, what's that line called again? A slice. So when I saw that slice, it reminded me of like user experience. It reminded me of like user experience. Sorry, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, so um, it's like um, why I say it, it, it feels like user experience because like for example like um, just like okay so I live in a HDB area right and there's like there's like a park and like those black road parks and then there's like this um, bush in the middle in the middle of a section where like you know you can walk around walk, walk around the, the park and then like you know um, some some people just decided to like you know cut across that bush because like they they want to like take a short short way back home. So that's how I see like that slice thing, like a user experience where like it kind of like bring people closer together. One thing I did discover when I walked along the slice was that. Um, uh you also do uncover new spaces uh, and new um, experiences along the way because you went against the whole process and you recreated your own path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. 
yeah, it's a very interesting it. it's a very interesting uh, uh, method all right uh, at this point of time I think I will hand off to Florence to share her project um, to us through screen sharing let's go this is a collaborative project that I did with one of my classmates. I'm not quite sure if she wants to be mentioned in this podcast or whatsoever, so I think I have to bleep her name, name out later. Uh, and I have to give a lot of credit to her because she has been like one of the um, main person pulling pulling this uh, project together as well. And I also realised that you speak really fast during your podcast and I think I will be speaking like slower than you. Oh, sure, sure, you just go your own thing. <laughs> So we were given like um, this project, right? And we can choose like whatever topic that we want or whatever brands that we want actually. So one one of the common interests that we actually have is um, books. And we really love like physical books. So what got us um, really into wanting to uh, And also it has to be like a local brand if I'm not wrong or something along that line. Yeah, so we chose like books and then we went to use Basha as the brand that we will work on for campaign creation integration. Yeah, maybe I can share like what's this, what's the brief about. You have to come up with an advertising campaign and how you integrate like different media channels together. So like how you use social media, how you use like outdoor, outdoor, um, what, what do you call it? Outdoor campaign. So this assignment that connect an audience of your cho- cho- choosing to a product or service from a brand in a way that wasn't possible three years ago. Yeah, so that was a big okay. We started off with like a brand research. So we actually had to do like a UI UX on we had to do like a background research of the the brand. So like they they began like operating in 1980s and they used to go from door to door. So like uh, I remember Panin also shared about like um how um he used to like um they, they used to go to like all those like agencies to actually knock on their door and like sell their books. So that's how they, they go about that. Their unique selling point is um, offering the diversity of modern and niche publication in the area of design and architecture. And, and their primary target audience is actually the creative industry and then secondary secondary will be like tourists and enthusiasts. So like we also did like SWOT analysis. So we discovered like um, some of the strength that they have, which is um, being resourceful. So they bring in a lot of like niche publications. So like there are a lot of like um, publications that you actually cannot get like a lot of like indie pro- indie brand products that you cannot get from like your major bookstore like Kinokuniya and things like that. They actually also invited like artists to come and um, do a book sign. So. There's this like one of my favorite artists, he's he's from Malaysia and it's called Zin Chin. He does like this um Chinese uh, mythical kind of like gory kind of like um art style and they actually published his book. So he actually came down to to do like a like a show and also that's a separate thing and then they also like did like a book sign. So I, I went to meet him and get the book sign. So I think that was very cool like how they, they engage with like the customer and then their weaknesses okay yeah so um, some of the weaknesses that we found in this um, in, in the brand is that they have a, a rather high price point as compared to like other uh, bookstore that we found which and they have like very 
Um, and they lack like strong social media strategy as compared to like other brands like like if you look at um books actually they they have like really um creative way of like selling their brand yeah and and they are, if you look at their online store it's really like basic uh, yeah and they have like a they only have a single physical store in singapore as compared to like the competitors yeah so some of the opportunity that we actually um saw was that they can actually like tap on existing consumer base and like gather feedbacks, reviews and areas of improvement to sustain like um, the bookstore and also like to write on like throwback trends and to promote like um, how traditional bookstore is like them, themselves. Some of the threats that we found were like competi- the competition of like digital books um, and then there were like cheaper alternatives and then there were also like um, national library that provides wider range of books. Yeah, and we also like, um, I think we did some research on like, their sales. Okay, yeah, so we also did like competitor audit and we actually looked through like books actually and we found like some of the strengths that they have and we also looked at Oshkrim, they're all like really niche brand and then we also found like Kinokunia and they sell on, they also have like online bookstore and most of them have like online bookstore as well. And then we have Book Depository which is like one of the mega mega online online store if you don't know. Like they, re- they sell like really cheap books. They are like really affordable books. And yeah moving on this is the insight and idea that we have. So the brief was to sustain a reading community and the background was that um, graphic books are important source of inspiration as opposed to online references where ideas are saturated. So some of the dilemma and frustration that we found was that um, some titles are not easily available while others are left on the shelf due to the ever-changing nature of the creative industry. And the ideal situation is that um, Russian Graphic Bookstore is able to cater to different consumer needs and build a sustainable reading community. So that's um, our inside one. Then we have like idea one for all you need. So let me read through this. Yeah, so for all you need, right? Um, the tone of voice is personable, lighthearted. So there's a book for everyone. Whether you need reference books for short-term projects or beautiful graphic novels to add to your collection of favorite illustrations, we've got you covered. And believe us, when we say this, no books get left behind. If you got a title that's been sitting on your shelf for ages, come get them swapped with air with someone. So this is the art direction. And then we also have sparking joy. So back then there was like this spark joy movement going on with the Marie Kondo. So um we, we tap on that as well. So the tone of voice was like warm and appreciative. And we aim to offer publication that spark joy. But our own tastes and preferences change with time. If you got books that have been left on the shelf for a long time, it's time to thank the book and say goodbye. We believe in sustainability and the longevity in the books that will continue to spark joy for new owners since one man's trash is another man's trash. So this was the art direction that we came up with, which is like warm, shitty, joyful and delightful. And then inside too, what we came up with was to encourage people to appreciate printed books and physical bookstore. 
So the background is that our bookstore remains true to its tradition of selling carefully curated collection of printed arts and design books. And the dilemma and frustration that we found out was that digital publications are easier to acquire at low prices and have a few indisputable advantages such as speed, eco-friendliness and convenience. So some of the ideal situations is that consumers will come to appreciate and see the value of a physical retail bookstore and its niche collection of printed publications. So um, this idea is print is dead, so tone of one will be top of looking for um, the idea was like it's print date and the question that we asked and then a partial graphic book we believe otherwise from all the years of curating books we saw how the rise of digital media has caused leadership to shrink but our resolution to continue in our trade remained unrelenting there's no turning back we believe in crafting the full experience right when we step into our bookstore and produce a unique collection of publication that is hard to come back Long live print. So it was more like a destructive interviewing um, art direction that we had. And that's the end for this interim presentation. Yeah, so we came up with this campaign element, which is a three part motion with a. Okay, that one I explain. So, right after Okay, so um, we have the so we all know that the client is the um, so yeah the challenge that we found is that um, uh, bookstores selling physical book they are faced with rapid changing environment of technology and way and the way consumer reads are increasingly digital digitally inclined and so the outcome um, that we propose this business model was that um, in the era of post consumerism people are interested in experiences more than ever fashion should no longer be all about selling books the platform to build a sustainable reading community through experiences that feels authentic and enriching. So our objective was to embrace new consumer behavior, think beyond transactional relationship, and to focus on creating experiences. And so this was the three part on motion graphic that we came up with. So the first part is basically like how you know, like a young artist um, and a young designer and like a like your senior, they come together and then they ex they they experience both world together, and then uh, they found out that like it's difficult to understand each other, and then they, they wanted to make an effort um, to change. So um and and then after that um you know things start to change and their world start to collide. And then like it ends on like there are times when we hold strongly to our own belief and it takes time to discover the perspective that has always been there. So at the end, you know, they they learn to like um build on each other and like the differences that they have. So that's where they connect and that's how this Brusher Book Club came about. So um this is like the whole um this is like the whole emotion graphic that we wanted to go for which is something more like illustrative instead of like a real um real person acting acting because like after this is like a like a graphic um bookstore yeah i'm going to show her website which um first we split the project up so i did i did mainly the um 
on the storyboard and then she did mainly on the um UI UX stuff. Yeah, so these were some of the um, mobile app that she did. And then we have like AR interactive AR sticker of movies where you can interact with basically. And then the Basha bookstore. Which like um they can it's kinda cool, like it brings back to like how they used to like go door to door. And then like they can also like swap um unwanted books and things like that. Yeah, I think overall that's the whole yeah, basically I'm just showing like the the app that we did. So like the the whole part of like the loan, purchasing, subscription, event community, they're all in this app. Yeah, that you can do all of these things. And then something that's like more outdoor and reaches to different audience as well, which is to promote the sustainability of books. Yeah, so there's the book talking about. Uh, later I will go to. Okay, so so which which elements do you have again? The motion. The motion graphic. Uh huh. Yeah, the mobile app. Uh huh. And then the, and book then the truck. So each of them also all function in a certain way of like really communicating a new idea that um, Bashir um, is also going to change. So basically, like the whole idea of this project is that we are we are supposed to like tie in the whole um, different campaign and to make it into like um, like a one week or one sum in this project. So like how how the social will lead back to the motion, how the website will lead back to the motion. Um, okay, so um, personally, in my opinion, when we did this project, right, that, that was the thing that lacked for me, was that, that, one, that one voice in the project. Because um, we had I felt like we had a lot of things going on and then it didn't tie together like to bring out the, the true essence of the project itself. Uh, one, one thing I really liked about, about your project was that it was also looking at um, uh, trying to... If I'm not wrong, you, you had a certain idea of like having the increasing the lifetime of the, 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 the books, right? And then after that, and giving it a more of like a life cycle. Was that what you were looking at, right? So like the book exchange and then after that moving up ideas, I really like that a lot because what you're looking at is um, where, the, where the ideas also continue to circulate and then after that, as, and, and in the process of the circulation, then the circulation of the ideas also do, does breathe life um, into the whole community. And I think that's very interesting where it isn't like just stagnant and it just goes from one point to another point and after that it just dies. Yes. But instead of it's like a more of an exchange of ideas and then after that there's the movement and then with the energy and it, it kind of gains momentum that way. Yeah, and, and that's what I think yeah. is very cool. Yeah, yeah, you're right about you're right about that. Like we're trying to build like this whole sustainability of like how like you know, like a bookstore can actually be more than just a physical store itself. Right. Right. Do you have any? What, what kind of programs did you use to uh, develop these um, these things? Uh, we basically just use Photoshop, mm. and we did actually have to do like the actual prototype. Right. But 
Um, in the other previous project, we actually needed to make the project work. But for this, it's more like a like a hi-fi looking. Um, right. Just the, the whole feel and look of it mm. and how it works. Mm. How we don't actually have to work on it. But the the app that we use is how is it? Adobe uh, Express or something like that. Yeah. It's the new new one. XD, yeah. Adobe XD. Oh yeah, yeah. You use Adobe XD. So you you guys created the visuals in like Illustrator and then after that plugged it in into XD. Yeah, something like that. But that's for the other projects. Right, right, right. Um. Yeah. So so with the app. And how how is the app again introduced into the whole program again? Like how does it how does it increase the usability? The usability is more like drawing mm. like the whole community together. Mm. Yeah. So uh, if you look at like national library, they have like an app itself. Right. Right. Yeah. Then you can like don't use check on things and stuff like that. So we try to like integrate like. Using this mobile app to like mm. tie in together with like the community, right, right. Like a lot, a lot of like um, yeah, actually a lot of brands they are actually yeah using apps like even Circle Life. Mm. They don't have a physical store per se. Right. They do like event event based, and then they also um yeah, and they they only do event based. I think. And then they focus mainly on the app to reach to their audience. I like I like that idea because it also is looking at also redefining what it means to have a physical uh, having having a store or like a collective kind of thing. Because nowadays also, especially during the coronavirus, and then after that, um, like being physically at a space also doesn't mean uh, it's a good thing, right? Having a store and all that kind of thing. So, what 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 um, the exploration of a digital. Um, uh, a surrogate or a digital space um, is I think it is fresh and in that sense it also does um, how to say redefine the, the bookstore and the, the the exchange of ideas yeah and having you using this as an intervention to also um, allow people to interact with um, media and ideas and talking about like coronavirus right like um, there are many like traditional um, brands and stores. Yeah, they are actually right. being pushed to like um, think about different alternatives of like how they can actually do their businesses. Right. Yeah, like even like if I'm not on the Ramadas the festival, they are actually mm. also starting out like an um, online store where they sell like sell their cookies and stuff. Well, uh, maybe can we go on um, to the the truck? We scroll down to the truck, like so. Uh, well, well, um, the point of this was like it also functioned as an event kind of thing, and then after that, bringing the the books to the people kind of thing. Maybe could you tell me more about that? Um, the whole idea was more like to um, bring audience to like. Okay, so if you look at the um the loans, yeah, uh, if you look at the event and community. It's basically like to create this um, sustainability idea of like how people have like books that they don't want to and right. they would like to exchange the books in, mm. in exchange to like have uh, a new book without actually um, buying 
buying, spending right. money for it. Right. Yeah. So that was what we were trying to go for. And it's interesting as it's also integrated into the app where, where, it, yeah, it's a whole ecosystem of notifications, I guess. And it's a timing kind of a time and place kind of thing, and it makes certain uh, certain um, uh, it kind of like for me, I think of it as like it kind of like jump starts um, uh, new moments, and for new people to meet together and to um, create the community through these um, instances in place and time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you get my drift? <laughs> yeah, I I do. What were, the, what were some of the challenges that you faced when you were also uh, crafting this project? I think some of the challenges I faced while working on this project is that um, I have to manage like work and right. uh, the heavy workload. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said like um, in the beginning, like my friend, uh, my classmate, she actually right. like kind, kind of carried through the project. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm quite grateful for her. Like I can rely on her. Right. Yeah. I, I think what that was really, one of the challenge. What would you really, really love about this um, project? Um, what I really love about yeah. this project is that both both of us we really love like just books in general. Mm. But I can't remember if she actually read online books, but um, to be honest, both of us actually do buy books from um, um book depository. Right. Yeah, but we also we also do go down to Russia and always like as well to support them. Yeah, so that's Something why we wanted. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why we wanted to like really tap on Russia because we really think that it's it's really something that we should cherish and and we really hope that you know they can live long. Right, right. So, as, so as you are. Well. I think I think what what you what you're looking at is you're trying to revitalize a certain. Um, service or, or, or community by introducing a new kind of uh, activity uh, and program and then after that that way also it can continue for another decade or so yes. because yes. you now have a certain kind of base um, that is driven by the people because it's, that's, that's originally that's how it also lives right and then it's trying to give 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 the people a new way of interacting with the store I think that's very interesting. Yeah, like um, the ex- yeah. Right, which is the experience, right? Yeah, experience. You tap on the experience and the current audiences that we face. Right. Like yeah, most of us are always on the digital space. I think I think what what is really interesting about the project is that, that yeah, like I say, like you're trying to revitalize through a new kind of program and then after through the program you get a community moving and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's an interesting looking point for the other people also can look at. Yeah. What like it's kind it's kinda like the it's kinda like the where the where where the visuals uh, and and you're not just creating a a pretty thing, you know. But you're also creating a new way of interacting uh, with the uh, with the other people within that space. Yeah. What What do you love about design? Why 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 do you think design is a, is a place that you like to be at? I think at a very young age, um, I've always been very interested in, in visual things. Like right. people always say, like men males are like visual creatures. But Male. I feel like yeah, male. Are like visual Why? creatures. Come I don't know when. Female, 
I don't know where that comes from, but personally, okay. I feel like I'm quite a visual creature as well. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, since at a, okay, I remember like when I was very young, I I used to like actually I wanted to do something related to spatial design, like more like interior. But I realized that that I don't think that can be my niche because I whenever I look at people who does like architectural stuff. I always see them as like very godlike because they're always so down to the nitty gritty, the details, which I don't think I can ever do that. And they must they must have like be good at math as well, which I don't think I am. Yeah, so when, when I was very young, I used to draw like little 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 maps with like houses, like interior interior houses, things like that. Then I'll just play with it. So you know, there's just some stuff that I did as a kid. And, and I also came up with like, uh, like this uh, comic book. Yeah, like this four parts, four parts of a series of a comic book. It's, it's pretty spoiled, yeah. it's about ants. And yeah, I think it, it sparked me a lot, like doing visual, just visual excites me. There's something about like being an associate, like for myself as a photographer, like, um, um, it's it's always about I think it's it's about telling the stories I guess and and trying to use different ways to also connect to different people. For me, at, at least for my photography stuff, like I use like photographs to also like capture people in the period of time and I try to create the experience for them um, as like a wedding photographer and stuff like that. And I feel like having I think that's the beauty of like illustrations and things that are visual that we're also trying to also um, pull out and draw out the beautiful things and like keep the best stuff together and have it like eliminate all the things that sometimes might um, detract from like whatever we see yeah I mean like everything you see is like a design yeah if you think about it um okay so Florence how would you conclude today's uh, session I think today's session was quite interesting like I get to hear your point of view of um, like spatial design like it's right. not something that I would actually go and explore mm-hmm. or to like read up on mm-hmm. yeah so I think that was interesting to like like get to see like what you create right. and like what goes on behind your brain <laughs> when you create which is quite a lot <laughs> which yeah. is a bit too much sometimes uh, what I what I really loved about today's session was that uh, we were looking at um, how how interesting um we're now i think i think what my my summary for today is like it's not uh, we're looking at different programs and how the different programs don't always have to be in the same type of um uh, dimension for for mine was a physical dimension and for yours was a more digital dimension um and after that it's through these new um uh, programs that we try to um revitalize a certain community right don't you see like for mine for mine was uh, we're trying to revitalize a community that was um, in a certain place with a certain history and a certain context for yours you're trying to revitalize a certain history or a certain um community through a different uh program right and and you're trying to in, in the in the in the concept of 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 moving the objects around moving the books around and then and then through that you also increase or, or increase the lifetime of that that space and you bring people together and you also it's like a body you know um through this new activity it's like exercise and then the more you move and then after that more healthy it becomes and through that circulation you introduce more um, 
moments and more opportunity for growth. Um, which I think is a very interesting thing to think about because most of the time we think about design as a moment. We design and after oh it's nice already, okay it's done, right? But what we're both looking at is we're trying to also um, um, look at a long-term kind of perspective of trying to design. And, and I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my takeaway from today. I think which is very interesting. Um, okay, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to our little uh, design breakdown. Hope that you enjoyed it. I think I think I learned some some interesting stuff. So send your thoughts or put your thoughts in the DM, DMs or comment me. Share, like, and subscribe to Preppy Asher on Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube. Tune every Tuesday for new episodes. Full hearts, big brains, and warm cuddles. So yeah, say bye. Can I just give a shout out to my classmate? Yeah, for teaming up with me and for yeah, just withstanding my nonsense. Um and because we're gonna blip out her her name, right? So if anybody's actually interested to see like the whole thing on her website, um can I just DM DM me and I'll send you the link. Yeah. Okay, so you can, if you guys if you guys want to find out more about the full project, uh you can DM uh Florence and then after that she can pass you the link to actually see the project in private and and yeah so yeah because of privacy issues and stuff like that but yeah thank you so much for being part of today's show Florence thank you so much 